And we are back. Uh, excited. Look, um, it was a tough weekend in Boston sports. Um, you had the Bruins kind of kind of fall down, lay down. I don't know what happened um, watching that game. And things were starting to look good for the Celtics. Everyone was a little bit worried. They they didn't, you know, control the, the series with the Hawks as well as everyone thought um, they would. And they they were able to finish it up. Um, and we're we're here now. Uh, so the series is tied 1-1, um, Celtics, Sixers. Maddie, your takeaways from the Boston weekend before we get to Coach Hoy, who's uh, who's going to inform us of, of what's going to happen um, the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, we should we should also give you. I didn't think about this. I never do. We should pull up our. Did we made we made some predictions. We made some loose predictions. We, yep. With with uh, with Coach a few months ago. Um, I don't know what happened to the Bruins. I haven't done the post mortem there yet. It, yep. Felt a little bit like they missed Bergeron's leadership in those couple games that he missed, which I think they went one and one, which is the difference in the series. And I think something weird happened to Olmark, like game five. And he was just, he, he, I mean, he lost them two games and he was the best goalie in the league this year. So I don't know, it's some, you, but it's hockey. You run into hot teams. Like the Panthers are just like got one of those vibes where we're going to wake up in three weeks and they're going to be in the Eastern conference finals with a shot to go to the cup. And it's, it's going to be like, what, how? So I don't know. wasn't great, but I don't know what happened there. I'm not sure. Well, it was interesting be. because everyone was talking about like, Oh, I don't trust the Celtics team after they yeah. blew the chance to win game five, but yeah. everyone trusted the Bruins after they blew the chance and, and reverse cycle. But Brian has been in on this from day one. And he's been saying like, I, I don't think there's a better team in the East than yeah. the Celtics. Brian, like what, tell me why we should believe in the Celtics, even when they go down on one with their opening game against Philly, like, uh, you know, there are going to be other bumps in the road, but would love to kind of hear your overarching opinion of, of this team. Uh, I, I just think that when push comes to shove, they, they play awesome. And yeah. when you watch them play, like, you know, game one, no Embiid, and they're kind of going through the motions and not really putting in the effort. And then yeah. Embiid comes back, they have to win game two, and they just absolutely blow them out. I mean, and I and I think they've unfortunately been like that all year. Like, they, they'd go and beat Milwaukee by 50 and then turn around and lose to Orlando. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if it's a maturity, if it's a focus, if it's a whatever it is. They just, that's who they are as a team. And um, luckily in the playoffs, you kind of have to win games. so they're probably going to show up for most of them. Yeah. It's a, your score has got to show up. Like Tatum has been doing that Jekyll and Hyde thing too. I don't know. Do you, do you attribute any of that to Missoula? Cause I don't think it's has anything to do with experience. It's the same team who made that run last year. It's pretty much the same team. So what's, where is the miss with the focus? Like, are they just, is it just quite literally, it's a younger team that's gelled, but like kind of doesn't really know quote unquote what it takes yet. Like what, what's, what do we attribute that to? Cause it has been very up and down. Um, I don't really know. Cause they did have that tendency last year too. Um, yeah. they'd kind of fall asleep during games. And so I don't know if it's just the, the personnel they have, or if it's, you know, lack of leadership on the floor, or if they just, that's just who they are as individual, you know, as players, as a group. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I, I, I'm actually oddly enough as a coach, I, I, I don't think the NBA coach makes that much of a difference. Yeah, I agree. 
a little bit in the playoffs, but I think during the regular season, it's kind of talent wins. And, um, you know, there's obviously some adjustments. I thought Missoula was great last night um, making adjustments, but I'm not sure what to attribute it to, but that just seems to be who they are as a group. Um, I think with Tatum, he's definitely a kind of hot and cold type of player. Um, Not, and and not in like a terrible way. Like he's always good. Like, like tantalizing. Yeah, last night was a uh, complete anomaly that he only had seven points. He was barely right. game. He had um, four fouls at the nine-minute mark of the third, so he was cooked from that point on. And, and he had two early, and you know he just he's whining to the refs again. That's when he like that's when he loses focus. Yeah. yeah, even when he has like normally when he has a bad game, he's still giving you like twenty points, eight rebounds. And yeah, when he's playing defense, like he's yeah. he had one of those games against the Hawks where he's blocking three shots, even though he's nine of twenty three from the field or or whatever the case. So um, it, he doesn't concern me. I hear this sometimes. I listen to like a no, minute. we're just spoiled. We're just a spoiled. minute. Top, of... <laughs> I mean, I know he's a top ten player in the NBA. We all agree on that. Yeah, and I think higher. But I think there's a there's an argument to be made for top five. And but, it, you know, what makes him the best in the NBA is that consistency, To because if he shows up at his best every night, this is for everybody. But to, for, to your point, Brian, like if he shows up and JB shows up and they both play their game and Marcus is like in control and Derek White's adding a little bit and Horford's doing his thing and Williams plays his minutes. I don't think there's a team that can beat them. And that's what you said months ago. Like if they all show up together, that's too much. To, to really like, you know, even Grant is playing a little bit now off from like a, from a, from the crypt, like he's showing up and like giving them good minutes. So yeah. maybe it was one of those like first series is where they just like took it for granted. And they like, kind of, they were like, okay, it's time to get going. Well, and it was a weird first series too, because they show up the first game and they just absolutely whack them, you know? And, and then they're yeah. like, all right, well, this is easy, you know? And they just kind of yeah. like take their foot off the gas. And yeah, I just feel like that's, and it's going to catch up to them, unfortunately, you know, if they keep doing that, because you just can't yeah. turn it on. Um, but that was kind of the case last year against Golden State. It was like, we're, we were the better team. You know, yeah. I, no one's going to convince me that the Celtics weren't better than Golden State last year. They no. just played the same type of basketball that Golden State did to win a champ that they needed to to win a championship. So um, yeah. I feel like this year it's, you know, I, I, I've been... I'd like to see Golden State again because I want to kind of get over that hump. Yeah. Get, kill that Horcrux. Get it yeah. out of there. Yeah. But, uh, you know. I had another one that I thought would be a lot of fun was LeBron. You know, Barry LeBron. Yeah. One last I mean, time. like, yeah. Tatum finally getting past LeBron, even though, like, you know, they met in the Eastern Conference finals before. So that was the first hump, was getting to the finals last year. And it's so rare that you see anyone under 25, like a superstar even getting to the NBA finals, let alone winning it under 25 yep. years old. Um, yep. and, and it would be really cool. And, and I think Tatum's 25 now officially, but um, so. yep. or is he 24, but either way. Yep. Um, so one team that we talked about when we were talking about predictions, like who we did not want to see in the, <laughs> in the playoffs. And I thought they're like, we weren't going to play them. There's no chance for the heat. Jimmy and, bones, Butler. Jimmy Butler and I was like, I don't want to see Spolster on the sideline. No, no, I want nothing to do with Jimmy Butler. I definitely don't want to see Kyle Lowry running. Oh, 
that, that tub of lard just like chonking <laughs> around the court and somehow impacting the game. It makes no sense. I can't handle Duncan Robinson randomly hitting threes from this, from the, the logo. Like that's not, I can't, you want to lose to like better. Like when you lost to the Warriors last year, it's like, all right, Steph's the best player in the world does whatever he wants. Clay was locked in. Draymond actually showed up like, okay, you lost to the best. You're losing to the heat. It's just like, you look at that roster and you're just like, how did this happen? How and Spolstra. Well, and Miami has like seven guys on their team that just suck. Yeah. They're, and uh, heroes out Max Struess and Gabe, Ugh. like those guys are Celtic. Yeah. Those guys aren't good. Like they wouldn't even, no. they, and I, I honestly think even if you took them right now, you put them on the Celtics, they're not playing over like Hauser or no. Pritch- yeah. Like, for some reason they go on to Miami and they just play well and like do weird things. You know, we need a Celts Knicks finals. That would be nice. That would restore some order in the world. Maybe we get uh NBC to, to do the telecast and they'll just play the music, the intro music, the guy on the piano there. Who's that guy, Gibby, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> he, did, he did the song. He wrote the song for the NBA um, on NBC that everybody loves. The dun, 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 I don't know who it is, but oh, you I gotta look know, that up. Speaking of announcers, I do know that. Um, look, Joe Buck used to say every everyone in the world um, thinks that I'm rooting against their team. Yeah, and yeah. you know, like he's he's been famous for that, okay. um, and I get that. Reggie Miller is openly rooting against. Oh, you were not happy about this last (laughs) night. (laughs) Inappropriate at this point. Well, between that and them talking about like during cut-ins from commercial, how Chuck's going to gamble on a live line for the game that he's about to go talk about. Like all the lines are blurred now. It's insane. It's nuts. Uh, Reggie Miller was insufferable last night. He always has been. (laughs) It was tough. The one that got me was that the illegal screen where PJ Tucker just like cracked Jalen. Oh, he could have called the first one. It's like, yeah, yeah. He's he can't uh, even hide it. It'd be like having John Starks out there. We don't. Nobody needs that. Put him on a different game. Swap him out for somebody else. (laughs) I get, I get it to a degree, right? Like, in in, are the Celtics getting to this point? I don't think they should be yet. Where like the the national media is kind of tired of talking about them because they've been, you know, at this point or further for the last six years um yeah. seven years and so it might just be like celtics fatigue until they actually win one i don't know um it, it's interesting though i i think that might be a factor it also might be that uh reggie miller's from los angeles was probably lakers fan growing up and um you know, could never beat the celtics uh, have either of you looked at the line for tomorrow night yet any, no, any idea why, why don't you both guess why don't you why don't each of you guess what the line is You can go first, Brian. I mean, I I give the Celtics probably five and a half on the road. Gibby, yeah. I'm going three and a half. Gibby gets it. That was actually we just we got into a little Simmons there. Um, it's two. <laughs> it's two. It's two. I, that's still not a good omen, though. It means so. Like we all watched Embiid last night. He can't move. I mean, he couldn't even, you said it a bunch of times when we were texting Gibby, like he couldn't even stand up. Like he was hoping they stole game one. He was hoping to come in and somehow steal this game. And then the series is theirs at that point. Cause it's really hard to win four of six or four of five. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, no, four of six. So yeah, that was interesting. I thought it would be a little more like these games always tend to go back and forth, but you guys had the right idea. I would have had the Celts getting a point or two. So maybe I need to readjust my, my thoughts. So on the Eastern Conference side, uh, what do we see 
in terms of games. When do the Celtics finish? I think it's six um, on the road in six. I think they split here and then they win the next two. Um, Brian, what do you have for the Celtics Sixers series? I I don't want to sound like a homer, but five. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, and first off, I think the Sixers have a better chance without Embiid against Boston. And yes, great. The speed. Not crazy. No, they're not a better team without Embiid. Matchups wise, but just against Boston, that Embiid kind of clogs up the middle for Harden, which is their advantage. Yeah, and yep. Boston does a really good job. I, I I thought Marcus moving Marcus onto Embiid is huge because now when Embiid sets the screen, they're switching on to Marcus. Or they're rolling down. Marcus is in the front. Now's on the on the backside. So like they have that. They kind of got that pick and roll covered, and they know how to cover him. And I'm just not. They're just not as good with with him against Boston and the way Boston defends them. Um, and it also takes touches away from Harden and Maxi, who are difficult for the Celtics to guard. Maxi is good. He can play. He's coming in. He's really. He's. I think he's taken the first leap towards getting into like a position where you talk about him as maybe being able to join the top like 20 of the league. He, he definitely seems like he's starting to, it's weird too. You watch him play and he doesn't even seem like he's interested at all, which I guess is kind of hardened too. And and my thing with, with Maxi, like if him and Emmanuel quickly swapped jerseys, would you notice? Yeah. They're like, true. Player. like yeah. it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Just fast and athletic and you know get to the rim can make open threes yeah same size like yep you know defend well or at least show effort defensively um so what do you see on the uh miami Knicks side yeah what do you have there that's a tough one i i could see either team winning it i I want that thing going seven i know that i i don't think butler's hurt like i think they just punted game two to make sure he was healthy yeah, because um, they got one in New York, and, and I, yeah. I think that's going six or seven. I, I do think Miami's going to win. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought New York. If New York came out and blew out Miami last game, then they had a chance. But like the fact that they squeaked one out, like Butler's just that that fuels Butler. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm definitely going to win this series now. Yeah, uh, and I think they just you know I think he just carries them there again and and. You know, I, I, I don't have a – I think New York's really hurt. Like, those guys, Randall and um, Brunson, I think, are both Brunson. injured. Yeah. I think Butler just, like, tweaked his ankle, and they were like, oh, we'll sit him out. We already got one, so. There's probably yeah. an element, too. Like, I don't know if this matters. Maybe you guys have a take on this. You know, the Knicks weren't supposed to be this no. at this point, right? So they're, so they're quote-unquote, early. My question is – is that a thing in the NBA? I know like in the NFL, you make a little bit of a run like the Jags did last year. And it's like, okay, you're a year early. Like you got a little, a little bit of a taste of it, build on it. I don't know if that's a thing in that or not in the NBA, but I don't, and I don't think in the preseason, anybody had Knicks higher than eight or nine in the conference. Right. So I wonder if they're just out of gas too. Yeah. I, I, I was shocked that they beat the Cavs. I thought the Cavs were were, Cavs are a good team. I was worried about them. Yeah. Those were the two teams. I think the Knicks, I think it is a thing in the NBA. I think it, it, you know, like you you need adults in the room to get through round two and into the the finals or the conference finals rather. And like, and that adult, you know, for the Celtics at times was not really there. Like it was just talent with 
Tatum and Brown and, and smart was the, the sort of quote unquote, like heart of the team. If he's our adult, we're in trouble. Cause he's a child. <laughs> no, but that's why they brought Horford back. Right? I know. I know. You but know? He's not and, super vocal. So it's weird with Al. Like you don't see yeah. it as often, but, yeah. I, but I think everyone listens to him. And I think the Knicks, like not to say there isn't a guy on the team that everyone listens to, but no one's actually been there yet. And yeah. where he, you know, they've, they've all been there before. Um, They're all looking around for who's going to take the lead and all of them are looking at each other and nobody's taking. Exactly. And I think that matters when it gets to the last four minutes of the fourth quarter in any of these close games. Um, You sprinkle it into the equation with like the clutch gene. It's like, we can't quantify it, but it's a thing. It matters. Like if you haven't been there, you don't have the experience to know when I do this and this happens, here's how I respond. There's value in that. There definitely is. I think we're going to have another Celtics uh, heat. Uh, I don't even want to watch that though. I don't like coach and I were saying that in the, in the green room, back room, where were we today? We're, we're in the backstage. Okay. Backstage. Okay. I don't want to watch that series. I kind of want to wake up and it's four zip Celts and they're just waiting for whoever in the finals. I am so tired of the heat in general. I, I think it might be inevitable. Uh, let's go over to the Western yeah. conference. Let's, let's make some picks. Um, and then, uh, We've got to wrap up. We've got to learn a little bit about what happened during the playoffs before um, we we uh, last spoke or last, when we last spoke with Coach Hoy. Um, we were heading into the main high school basketball playoffs and some really exciting times. Uh, following Twitter, trying to get the feeds through Portland Press Herald, looking everywhere to see learning like, some new things broadcast. for me about Maine and geography of Maine and towns and cities in Maine. It was a rush. Awesome. So we'll dive into that. We'll we'll get a, a quick glimpse at the outlook of next season. But um, more important, not more importantly, uh, first, <laughs> let's talk about we've got Nuggets, um, Suns. Nuggets are up 2-0 in the series. Any chance for the Suns? Brian, you said, yeah, you know, three months ago, like, this isn't the season. The Durant trade is is great, but it's for next year. It's this year. Anything is gravy. Yeah, you, you can't you can't retool your whole team at the trade deadline. And it's just you don't have enough room to operate. There's not enough cap space and stuff like that. So I, I think the Suns are done, especially Chris Paul's out and probably out for the series. Uh, I'm not a big Chris Paul guy, especially now. I think he's kind of washed. But... He's a guy that's been there, though. So he has that veteran stabilizing presence. He's That's worth something. But I'm with you. Yeah. But they don't have anything else. You know, there's no. nothing. There's, there's not much behind him. So Booker, Booker's not a leader. He's just a scorer. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think they're pretty much dead in the water and um, they really, their chance was game two because Denver played awful and they played worse somehow. So yeah. I, mean, I think they're done. And then um, I think the, the Lakers warriors might be the best series. Yeah. So far, I think that's going to be fantastic. Um, I'm actually probably staying up tonight to watch. I am too. Yeah, I will. I will. Good basketball. This is what we wait all year for. We watch like we make it through the games where we have to watch the magic or some garbage team fall over themselves to get to games like I don't actually care who wins that Golden State L.A. game, but it'll be a good basketball game. It'll be fun to watch. A uh, Nuggets Celtics final would also be a lot of fun. Gibby for us. Well, it's yeah, I, I see Denver. I get excited. I know me too. Playoffs, yeah, but irrational. but uh, not the right Denver team. Um, that yeah. I actually care about. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so Warriors Lakers. Who do you think? Who do you think wins that game, Brian? And 
Um, and then we'll get into, you know, nuggets versus them where you see that going. We'll, we'll make the finals uh, predictions here too. I mean, yeah. I, I tend to think the Lakers warriors is a toss up. Like I, yeah. I really think that's, that can go either way, but if, if I, you know, if I had to choose, I think I'm going to go warriors. Um, I don't think the Lakers have the quality depth that the warriors do yeah. uh, guys like, you know, guys like Wiggins and, you know, Looney uh, and Poole and Looney. Yeah. like the, the Lakers guys just aren't as good in my opinion, yeah. but they have LeBron and I mean, and LeBron's unbelievable, you know, um, I think a healthy LeBron, I, I'm picking the Lakers, but he's clearly hurt, like like pretty badly hurt. Um, yeah, he knows this is one of his last chances, so he's going to go for it. Um, so I'd I'd pick the Warriors there, and then I think the Warriors make fairly quick work of the Nuggets. Um, I just mm. think Jeff is they they play Jokic, you know, they play Jokic off the floor. Uh, yeah, they're 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 just good at that. You know, they they yeah. Uh, they used to do it to Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Um, uh, not that Rudy Gobert is on the same level. No, but same archetype, same archetype of player. Yeah. Big, big lumbering kind of guy that they just, you, you can't play him. They, he's right. got to get up on somebody that's going to stick a three in their face or blow by him. And um, I just think maybe Denver can outscore him, but I mean. It, I they've been know. scoring 105 points a game the last like, three or four, it seems like. So, you know, it, it's. It's gonna. They're gonna have those games, but Jeff Green is gonna hit like a game winner at some point. Like, you know what? If it so, this if you know, we're gonna get a chance to test this theory out, which will be fun. If those teams do make it to the final, and we take a look at what Vegas thinks the Warriors' odds of winning that series are before it starts, we're gonna get a pretty good feel right away because that means everybody was way off, and you're you nailed it. Like it's just not a good matchup for them. So it's all matchups now. It's who it you is. get. That's like you make it through. A lot of playoff runs are because of. Somebody beat a team that, like, again, you guys already said it. I think the team that scared me the most in the East, even more than the Bucks, was, like, the Cavs. I just felt like they didn't play the Cavs very well this year, and the Cavs had the right type of team to to slow them down, and that was worrisome. I was worried about – I was actually worried about catching them in the first round. That was where yeah. I was really worried. So it's weird. It's weird. Um, all right, so we got Celtics-Warriors rematch. Hmm. Are the Celtics finally going to – like, I, I was thinking throughout the Hawks series, right? We saw in 2008, you know, they they struggled with the different Hawks team, obviously, 15 years ago. But Al. they struggled. Um, yeah, it was Al and Joe Johnson. And, and, and Millsap. You know, I think Millsap was on that team too. But you develop over the course of the playoffs, and then you start to hit another stride because it's a – you know, it's 25 games. It's a third of the season if you make it that far. Um, you know, and probably more than 25 games. So it's, you know, you can hit that stride where it's like, okay, everything's clicking now. Like we might drop a game, but we're going to win two in a row. And and that, you know, drastically changes any series, obviously. But so we've got Celtics Warriors, everyone on board. That'd be fun. Yeah. I could also have, a, we could have a good time with Celtics Lakers too. I think both of those would be good. Actually, all these matchups would be good because we agree the Suns are cooked. They're, it's over for them. So there's three teams left that they could face. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, look, it's one one. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. Like we're, no. you know, we got to finish up um, the Sixers, but I don't see any major challenges with Miami. I think they'll be pesky. They'll win a couple annoying games, um, 
and the Heat fans will leave like game five, game four after like yeah. the third quarter if they're down twenty four. And um, Hero is a guy too that like you don't fear him when he's on the court, but missing yeah. him is like another shooter who you got to worry about from outside that stretches the defense that makes it a little bit harder to, to condense on those angles. So I think it does. They're much more um, set up. They're but they're set up much better this year if that does the matchup that they end up with. And Hero's the only other player on the team other than Butler who can create his own shot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kyle Lowry can't anymore. He's, no. no. Um, the thing that worries me about Miami is, like, do we survive? Because they just yeah. so freaking dirty and physical yeah. and you know, yeah. got undercutting people. And, like, out of bio is a little dirty, too. Yeah. I, 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 that's the thing that worries me is, like, how beat up are we from a series against Miami if that's who we have to go? You know, if we go Philly, Miami. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to um, at the end of either of those series if yeah. if that's how it works out. Um, so, Brian, talk us through the 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 playoffs, um, the the Westbrook High School playoffs. We were we were texting back and forth. I was sharing tweets with Maddie. I'm like, they're up 35 in the first round. <laughs> you guys, it seemed like you were, uh, you know, sort of riding this wave and then you ran into Cumberland, which we talked about before um, you'd struggled with in the season, but um, tell me a little bit about, about, you know, how the playoffs went and then uh, outlook for this upcoming year. Well, um, you know, we knew going into the playoffs that Falmouth was going to be the team that if we got by Falmouth, we pretty much were getting by, we're, we're, we're going to the final if we, you know, state final Bru- yeah. Brewer ended up winning the state final and they were the best team. Like we, we didn't have much of a, I, I, I don't think not that we weren't confident in our guys, but like nobody thought Brewer wasn't going to win class a, like they were, they were okay. the best team in a double a, like they were their best team in the state in most people's opinion. So it was kind of more or less like, are we going to get there to play them? You know? Um, and then obviously if you get there and play them, you ne- anything can happen, you know, yeah. but um, we kind of knew that if we were going to run into Falmouth in the second round, we dropped, a um, the, our last game of the regular season, we dropped, uh, we lost on a buzzer beater and it dropped us from two to four. And that kind of uh-huh. set us with Falmouth in the second round instead of Falmouth in the finals. Gotcha. Uh, and when, but we got Greeley in the first round and we liked that matchup. And it was kind of funny because a couple people I work with, um, we're talking about how Greeley has championship pedigree because over the last 10 years, I think they've won like five championships, but they're a little bit removed from that. And I was just like, I don't think they even have anyone on their team who's won a playoff game, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like they haven't been very good lately. And um, we were pretty confident and we just played out of uh, unbelievable in that game. We set the record for most threes in a game in a play in a tournament game, or I think we tied the record actually. Um, And we just played awesome. We didn't miss. We, everything, everything went right. Um, and then when we played Falmouth, uh, it was kind of the opposite where like we couldn't hit shots and, um, you know, we were turning the ball over and th- we weren't, we weren't clicking. We just weren't, we, we missed layups, you know? Um, but I think that's more the opponent than us. Like Falmouth is a good team and they had, they matched up well with us. Their, their best player was out. He had a broken foot or sorry, yeah. the second player was out with a broken foot. And it almost made them better. Just it was it was like the same thing with the Celtics and the Sixers. Like they lost their big guy, and it just spread the floor more, and it made it easier for them to get driving lanes. And like, yeah, uh, their guards were just 
on that night better than our guards and especially um our best player and their best player kind of canceled each other out but from every other matchup they won pretty pretty handily um and yep. we we did though i mean we we had in the third quarter um we had it to 7 and i, I think coming out of might have been coming in going in the fourth quarter we had it to 7 points and uh we missed a layup we got to stop we missed a layup we got to stop and then we had a three that like rattled in and out and it was just like uh, you know that would have tied yeah we like, got punch but yeah. right you need to catch those breaks yeah, yeah. And, it was, and it was you know not not to put it on the kids but it was totally like oh we got it oh we don't got it you know like like yeah, they yeah. quite come through um but a lot of that too was like they weren't used to getting an open layup in that game because everything was contested. So it was kind of like, right. holy crap, I'm open, you know? Um, but, you know, we we really – Falmouth's head coach is um, – he has a 1,000 wins between soccer and basketball. Um, That's incredible. They, wow. they got a 1,000 wins four years ago, so he's probably got like, you know, an extra 80 or something. But but, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but he just did such a good job of controlling the pace of the game that they slowed it down. We wanted to play fast. We couldn't get him sped up. They had two, two and a half minute possessions because we don't have a shot clock. And like, you know, like, like we'd go down, we, and and we play really fast, like one pass, one cut, like, you know, you're getting the ball up. Princeton. We'd go down and like, miss a three and then they come down and have a two and a half minute possession two and a half minutes. So are they just getting rebounds and kicking it back out? Or are they like, what's happening there? Just ball screen. We cover the roll. Well, they kick it out. Drip. Oh, that feels like a lifetime. Two and a half minutes. It was bad. It was, it was it, the first, I think their first possession of the game was like two minutes long, you know, oh, like, wow. it, which is a quarter of the first quarter, you know, yeah. so, we got to get a shot clock in there. What's the reason <laughs> for that? What's that about? Well, We'll uh, talk to the main state, but yeah. Oddly enough, um, there's a player from Maine who's uh like national he's a nationally ranked player. He's he won he was like runner up for high school player of the year this year. His name's Cooper Flag. Okay. Uh, okay. For Nicomas last year, and then he went to um I can't remember what prep school he went to, but he's he's at prep school now and he's he was on like the U sixteen national team. Um he was actually the the I think he's like second or third in his class um, coming into college. He's already got offers. He's a sophomore and he's already got offers from Duke and different places. The kid's unbelievable. Um, And he, when he was in the state final last year, they, they beat Falmouth pretty handily in the state final the year before. And Scal came to the game. Like he was at the game because the kid plays in Scal's pickup games. Oh, jeez. And so Scal came up, you know, Scal like kind of mentors the, the this kid. And so he came up and like they interviewed Scal at halftime of the game. And he was just like, you guys got to get a shot clock. This is ridiculous. Like, this yeah. is like, like you guys taking 10 minute, you know, like all these long, long possessions, like played basketball. And yeah. um, so it's funny that that, you know, kind of came up again this year. But the big thing, I think, is the cost of installing shot clocks everywhere is, is why. Huh. It's interesting. And and having someone who can run it and run it effectively at, at all these different places. Um, but it's certainly something that like every year when we go to the annual coaches meeting, people are like, you got to have a shot clock. We got to have a shot clock. Yeah. They did actually just institute replay. It's a new rule. Oh, really? Oh. 
um, only in tournament games, and it can only be um, to determine if the last second shot was was off or not. Okay, so you don't have the challenge. You can't you can't, you can't <laughs> give them the <laughs> run it back. Motion. Yeah, but it was actually there was a um, the end of one of the double A games. Um, my uh, my friend's son actually hit this runner from like the foul line. That was it. It was like as close as could possibly to be to being good or not and they counted it and you know they want they wanted to go to the replay and they're like we well, can't go to the replay it's not even a rule like um, <laughs> and th- he was getting like threats from the parents of the other team Jeez. not the kids like the parents from the other oh team oh my god this poor kid who's like the nicest kid ever he won mr main basketball um he's getting threats on instagram from parents because he hit a shot he wasn't the one who counted it like i could see going after the ref yeah, like this kid just hit a shot. He did what he was supposed <laughs> He's to play basketball. Wait, Wait this is the alone. this is Cooper Flag or this is somebody else? No, no, this is this is a different kid. Um, okay, he was he was the Mr. Main Basketball is a senior. You have to be a senior to win the award. Gotcha. His okay. name is Will Davies. He played at Thornton Academy. Tremendous okay. player, uh, unbelievable kid. You know. Oh, I saw this. This like made Instagram reels. Like this went viral. The the shot because it was like a back and forth thirteen second exchange. Where there was yeah. a three, another three, and then this like end of game sequence. Um, yeah. Alex, our America's best friend, um, uh-huh. was very proud of Thornton Academy. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yes, and Thornton Academy grad, but uh, <laughs> he, like to threaten a kid who hit a shot, like he didn't, he didn't count it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. But you know, uh, high school sports, right there. Crazy. <laughs> So what does what does next year look like, Coach Choi? Are we are we uh, you know getting ready for another playoff run? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, we we lost a lot. Um, my my point guard was really 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 good player, and he did. I mean, he was. I think he was top three in the league in like scoring, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. You know, he was wow. one of those. Yep, did everything. Um, but we got it. We got um, a bunch of young kids that are good. Um, I think we'll be much more athletic next year. Um, we don't really have um, a, a big man that's just a big man. Like our, our center this year was just a center. He's a good player. He did really well in the glass, and he helped us out a lot. But um, we're actually going to be taller and, and more athletic. So I think that will help the way we play a little bit. Um, and we got some really good young players. Like re- like our freshman team was undefeated and no one really came close to beating them. Like they beat everybody pretty handily. Um, so I should be able to play, you know, this year we were, we were seven guys and maybe eight, you know, but um, next year we should be 10 and um, just quite a bit more athletic. I, I, I don't know how well we'll handle you know, we're, we're going to get the poise and the leadership and stuff that we lost is going to be hard, yeah. but I think we're going to be a better shooting team. Um, you know, I think just a overall more, a little bit more talent, just not the same level of leadership and the same level of kind of um, balance. Yeah. We, we don't have that, that, that thing that you can't. You don't have Jimmy Butler yet. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got, do you have a, um, do you have a spot in mind that you'll be ranked in the preseason in the polls for the, for the team? Like, where do you, where would you like to be? And where do you think it, or are they the same thing? Uh, I think we'll probably be in like, like the four or five range. Um, yeah. 
there's a couple teams. Like I know um, Falmouth's going to be really good again. Uh, yeah, Kennebunk is was like all sophomores this year, and they were pretty solid. So they the bushes back bushes did it. And uh, Brandon Gloucester was they finished third, and they didn't lose anybody. So I think those three will be kind of ahead of everyone. And then I think we're probably fourth. Uh, yeah. But oh, and and they reclassified some teams in Maine. So like Noble was a double A team, but they dropped down to a, um, and they have two really good guards that were sophomores. So they're going to be in that mix too. So we'll be in that, that four or five range. Um, okay. I would dangerous. Think, yeah. Yeah. Well, like we got to get rid of Yar- or Falmouth. I keep calling Cumberland Falmouth Yarmouth. <laughs> One of those. That's someone's got to do something between Brunswick and Portland is we gotta, we gotta figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> but we got guys um, on the ground up there. All right. So, <laughs> so we've got, we got Celtics warriors, um, nuggets warriors in the Western conference finals. We've got Celtics heat in the Eastern conference finals. Uh, get, get your, um, you know, if, if uh, gambling is legal in Massachusetts uh, for Maddie, Vermont, uh, Vermont has it. Vermont just approved it. You guys are oh, getting smoked. I'm not driving to Vermont <laughs> <laughs> to put in a twenty dollar bet. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Coach Hoy. Um, yep, any thanks, part Coach. of the shots you got for us? We we figured out the NBA. Anything else that you wanted yep. to talk about? Quick work. Um, no, I can't think of anything. I still am upset that Alex doesn't like beef jerky. That's like yeah. <laughs> Offer. like i saw him i saw him a couple weeks ago and i was like i didn't want to bring it up because we were with like the girls and everything you know i didn't <laughs> want to just be like what's wrong with you you know but, like <laughs> kept looking at me and like come on man <laughs> <laughs> he knows he knows what he's done wrong he just can't yeah. help it can't fix it we, we we accept him for it but we don't have to agree with it of course not well appreciate it uh thank you <laughs> Enjoy the games tonight and and this week, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll be um, getting ready for for finals and have you back on for you yep. know a deep dive into a, a matchup. Um, yeah, we're gonna do a nice deep dive into the matchups for the finals for sure. That's we need to do that. Awesome, thank you guys. Good night, thanks guys. Thank you.